So funding for Limerick retailers to enhance their online presence and uh, this is under the online retail scheme administered by Enterprise Ireland and uh, funding coming from the state. And Fine Gael Senator Maria Byrne, who's Limerick based of course, is on the line now. Good morning to you, Maria. Good morning, Uh, Joe. So this is aimed at the retailers that we'd all recognise that have physical stores in Limerick, but the world has changed and continues to change and they need to look more and more online. Absolutely, Joe, and I suppose COVID is something that learned is all a lesson. Many retailers changed their stores maybe to successfully online. You had maybe shoe shops, you had uh, um, clothes shops that went online, did their little videos and, and ran a very successful business. While the, while the customer couldn't access the, the shop physically, they were able to click and connect and it worked out well. So there's over 9.2 uh, million that has been allocated to 216 different um, businesses right across the com- country. And seven of them in Limerick have been successful. Things like pharmacies, music stores and electrical retailers have been successful here in Limerick. Because obviously huge retailers, you know, multinationals and other really big companies have had the resources to pivot more and more online if they didn't start there or they hadn't developed there significantly already. But it is tougher for the small trader, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's very costly as well, Joe. So the the grants are quite substantial in that they start anywhere from ten thousand up to about sixty five thousand, and um, depending on what the company has applied for and if they were successful, you know, um, they're then granted to that. So they might need to set up a website or to make it interactive because you know, I mean, a lot of people mightn't be very computer literate so they want it as simple as possible and that costs money to simplify everything down and certainly but it has been you know the success story for for many businesses certainly in terms of that it helped them to survive during COVID and and you know some people are still a bit slow to go into shops um, especially some of the older people. So it makes it easier for them that they can actually view the product online and buy it. And it's delivered to them. So it, it has worked out quite well. Yeah, it was a key call, as you say, during the pandemic uh, and worth re-emphasising now. You can shop local while shopping online. Uh, absolutely. And it, and it opens up the local business for competition as well, because I suppose when you traditionally heard of people shopping online, you were hearing of them uh, shopping in other countries. But now it is bringing the local business to your doorstep. And that's what it's about. Mm. We're chatting to Senator Maria Byrne, a Limerick-based Fine Gael senator. Uh, and the flip side, though, is what we're seeing with AIB's announcement that uh, branches uh, are going cashless. No, absolutely. And and Joe, I'm on the Finance Committee and it's something that, that I've actually raised there because, you know, when I've seen um, some some banks that close down, even to see, we'll say, banks um, in the outskirts of the city and it was, you know, um, and now there's very little cash points as well, you know, and um, for older people that are used to going in and paying in their cash, a lot of them still find it very difficult to change over to paying by card. And I don't... I. I it's about making it less customer friendly, I suppose, you know, and while some people have adapted as well to it, others find it very difficult to adapt and that's not easy for them when you traditionally have paid by cash. 
Now, listeners have been making the point across the morning, a number of them, that, you know, we were all involved in bailing out banks. AIB, for example, there's still a very significant share ownership by the state itself and calls for the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue, to intervene. But he has never intervened, has he, in these commercial decisions? well, I know, I know, Joe, that at this stage, the state owns only a very small shareholding. You know, I mean, we would I, I think it's still pretty significant in AIB now. Oh, well, it is in AIB, but in any of the rest of the banks, it's quite small. And, uh, yeah, but I, I know, think, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the state still has a controlling interest in AIB. But, but, they've, ne- but, they've, never, they, but they've never traditionally intervened in terms of the commercial aspect of it. But I I'm, 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 will be speaking to the Minister and I'm sure that he will make his views known. But I know certainly I'm willing to make my views known and have been quite public in the past about it. But I don't believe it's the right way to go to make everything cashless because it makes it very unpersonal, I think, you know, really. And the government's argument consistently uh, over the last number of years is that if they were to exercise uh, their control over the banks on commercial day-to-day decisions, that where does that end politically? Uh, And also what what impact does it have uh, on the bank's ability to operate? Mm-hmm. Well, no, there there has to be that uh, there has to be that distance between. But but certainly, I do believe that the banks should not be closing down so many cash points all at the one time, and especially in town, small towns and villages. Because I've heard, um, you know, spoken to people that live in rural areas where the, the local cash machine is the only place where they can access the cash, and they would have to get maybe a bus or to travel, you know, to. to get access to the local bank but certainly it just shows that um, you know banks mean mis- businesses and this is the way that they're looking at going but like I, I don't think they should be left off lightly in relation to it. Okay we'll, we'll be coming back to it in a bit more detail in the next hour. Anyway one other point uh, we had Minister Peter Burke who's the minister responsible for piloting the directly elected mayor of Limerick legislation uh, through the Dáil and Shannon with us last week and uh, he said two things first of all he believes now that the election is likely to be next year sometime, although it'll be a call, I think, for people more senior than him in government is the way uh, he put it. But he also said that the legislation is not going to deliver all the powers called for. Now, you were heavily involved in the referendum campaign locally. What's your reaction to that? Well, Joe, I was speaking to Minister Burke myself on last Thursday, actually, and he told me that the uh, legislation is pretty much ready. Um in that it's ready to go to Cabinet. Now, he has been working in terms of trying to deliver all the powers and what he's, some of the departments are saying is, oh, we need to say how, how it's up and running. I firmly believe the powers need to be delivered and I've been quite vocal and forthcoming in relation to that and I have made my views known not only to Minister Burke but also to the party leaders as well in relation to it. And I think for it to be successful, we need to have the powers in it. He has a certain amount of powers. Some of them, I believe, they believe will be, I suppose, happen over time or will evolve. But to me, it needs to be in it from day one. Well, yeah, because he's talked uh, in the interview he did with us, which I think was Friday morning, uh, about... Yes, I, I didn't hear it. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough, yeah. yeah. About a review clause at a mm-hmm. certain point, which relates to the point that you've just made. But... Is it not a concern, though, that ultimately the government, you know, which still has a majority and could introduce this legislation, does appear to be um, 
bowing down to resistance from within the public service to the transfer and, of some of these powers. And that's exactly where the resistance is coming from, Joe. And certainly if I find that when the legislation comes, that is, that is the point. You know, I mean, I, I have, because Minister Burke had said to me that there was some departments, not all, um, some have been very forthcoming and very good to actually, you know, come forward with with powers, but not all. Uh, certainly, once the legislation is published, I, I will be examining this with a fine tooth comb because I believe that we have to we have to be offered what we actually voted for as a public. Well, well um, yes, I mean, and you know from your own experience in local government, you know, we have a mayor. Um, yeah. Francis Foley being the uh, current incumbent. And that mayor has some powers and then has a large ceremonial role yes. for 12 months. But there's absolutely no point asking us to vote for something no. similar over a five-year term. It has no. to be different. No, it has to be different. And that's what we thats what we told the people in the plebiscite would be different. And that's what we need to deliver, Joe. Okay. Well, listen, thank you for joining us this morning. That's Fine Gael Limerick-based Senator Maria Byrne. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.